0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Old Christian Podcast. Today is, you know, Genesis chapter three. So, Codis, tell us what happened in Genesis chapter two.
1: Oh, uh, so uh, what happened is we learned about God uh, creating man and woman.
0: Mm -hmm. Perfect. That's a that's a perfect recap because that goes right into this chapter. So, Genesis chapter three is among the you said
1: that day. Remember.
0: Oh right, right, right. So well, where was that going? It wasn't going anywhere. Um so Genesis chapter three. Well this is why it's a sad date. It's the fall of man.
1: Oh man. It's not fall. fall of woman though, because that's sec- no I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um there's actually it's her fault. Uh,
1: Anyway. <laughs> um Continue.
0: it's both their faults. Anyways, but uh <laughs> So, yeah the fall of man so this this uh, this chapter is so important because it tells us why we're fallen why we're imperfect why our nature our fleshly nature will is doomed to fail and why uh, Paul states in Romans chapter 7 though I want to do what is right I inevitably do what is wrong yeah it, it's because of this right here um, and this sets up this sets up the beginning of God being able to show his love and there is so much I want to talk about in this chapter so We're just going to kind of jump on right into it. So uh, let's do that. Um, So it starts out, well, as Coda said, it ends with the creation uh, of man and woman, specifically woman. Um, And so chapter three, verse one, it states, now the serpent was more cunning than any animal in the field, which the Lord God had made. And so he said to the woman, he says, has God really said that you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? Mm -hmm. Uh, So the beginning of the fall. Begins with Satan appearing as a snake. All right, so he's uh, taking the shape of something else. All right, uh, how often do we get mis- misled by music, anyways? Um, so he's taking the shape <laughs> of something else, and he's saying, "Did God really say?" So now he's introducing doubt. All right, so if y'all if y'all listening, y'all need to be writing this down. So we uh, got Satan. Write down, often, write down, write down. Write this down, write this down, write this down. Remember when we did um, that.
1: I know, right? OG listeners, we used yeah. to be like write write down, down, right down.
0: Yeah, and it was always for like shirt ideas too
1: yeah it was it was pretty funny
0: and, and like video ideas man it, it's
1: really cool seeing like our progression
0: yeah yeah like it's interesting in it
1: we've changed a lot yeah i've noticed i've used a lot of your languages like someone will send me something and i just say love that that's exactly <laughs> you do I'm i like, do. love that i love yeah. that from you
0: oh nice like <laughs> yeah so if y'all want to copy me to say love that <laughs> or it, it uh it could with be that good, being said, yes with that being said that's definitely something I say. The love that could, be, could go both ways. It's kind of like the bless your heart. It could be really good or it could be really bad. Like I could be sarcastic with love that or like love that, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I love it. Uh, love that.
1: Packs <laughs> <laughs> um, it up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Satan, he. Uh, I'm going to write this down just for my own sake if I can find a pen. Find a pen right here. Uh, oh, thanks. Just pass it through the phone. <laughs> all right so number one satan takes the, sh- uh, the shape of something else all right then secondly he introduces doubt all right super important stuff here all right then okay. the woman said to the serpent from the fruit of the trees the garden we may eat but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden god has said you shall not eat from air touch or you will die okay so she is quoting god here saying well god said that we can't touch or eat and eat the fruit of the tree, uh, of this, this is the knowledge of good and evil. Um, and so that's what God said, according to Eve. And so then Satan, the serpent responds, you certainly won't die. And so he says, for God knows that on the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will become like God knowing good and evil. So what's interesting about this is he says, you certainly will not die. That's a half truth. Okay. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second about why that's a half truth. So he basically says enough of God's word to be true, but then twists it to fit his own narrative. So he's a classic
1: manipulator.
0: Yeah, classic manipulator, but uh, we're we're just going to write half truth here. All right. And then so the second half of his response, he says, God knows that on that day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will become like God, knowing good and evil. So then he hints at their pride. He's like, look, mm. God knows that you're going to you're gonna know good and evil. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want you to do that. So he's challenging. He's uh, giving them a competitive spirit, if you will, um, and testing their pride. Um, now, if you know anything about when Jesus was tempted in the desert for 40 days and the temptations that he faced, now you might be recognizing a pattern, um, which we can talk about that later, which I wasn't planning on, but we can. So – Then right after that, uh, when the woman saw, when Eve saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise. Notice how it left that in there. When she saw that it was desirable to make one wise, she took some of its fruit and ate. So there's a verse actually in Romans chapter, uh, chapter one, it's verse 22 and it says professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. So she was like, I want to be wise. And because of her, desire of wisdom, she became a fool. So now the Bible does say, seek wisdom and you shall find it. But when seeking wisdom, if we are truly seeking wisdom, it will never contradict something that God has told us. Think about that. So if you're trying to seek this wisdom, this knowledge, but it contradicts uh, in order to obtain that wisdom, it, it's something that you have to do that defies what God has told you to do. That is not going to be wisdom. That is going to be foolishness. Yeah. Um, and so that, that was – I was not planning on saying that, and I did not anything. So if you're listening to that, that was spirit-given, and y'all need to remember that. Yeah, write
1: that down, uh, write that
0: down, write that down. Write that down, <laughs> write that down, write that down. Um, so uh, seeking to be wise, they became fools. That's what I did plan on saying um and so then it goes on to say and then it says and she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate so we talked about how it's both of their faults so of course the two became one flesh as we talked about in the previous chapter right and so at this point we didn't know that adam was amidst this conversation but at this 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 verse in verse six we now know that he was with her this whole time so he was not man enough to control his spouse not like control like in in an abusive sense but like control and like say it again he was not a mog. He was not a man of God. That's right. <laughs> um, no, but he, he was not leading well. He was not being a good husband. He was failing in his duties as a husband at this point. Man, um,
1: could you imagine? Like That has to hurt like, hearing that. Like You are not doing the duty of a man as a husband. Like oof, That would hurt.
0: That would, yeah. Yeah, if somebody told me that uh, I wasn't being a good husband because I let my wife go straight, I'd be like, <sighs> and it was something like, I very easily could have done to, to let that not happen. I'd be like, that'd be like heart wrenching. Right. Oh yeah. Um, But that, that's what happened here. He wasn't being the good husband. He wasn't uh, protecting her like he's called to do. Um, Granted he had never faced or encountered a situation like this before. Um, So he probably didn't know what to do. Um, But nevertheless, uh, that's his flesh that he's supposed to be protecting. So um, verse seven, it says, and uh, the eyes of both of them, after they ate the fruit were opened and they knew that they were naked. And so they sewed fig leaves together um and so they ate this fruit this this fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and when they ate it of course they now know the knowledge of good and evil so let me ask you this Codis: do you think that when they this might be a trick question when they ate the fruit did like just knowledge just overflow their mind like i imagine jimmy neutron like when he was uh i forget what i forget what it was but like when he had those jimmy neutron moments like he saw like the his uh, electrons are like his neurons connecting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, not electrons, and neurons. Um, so do you think it was like that? And they just got a whole bunch of information or what do you think that was?
1: I mean, I think I, that's always, I the sorry. <clears throat> that's always how I kind of assume they just like, Oh crap, I'm naked.
0: Right. So they oh. just knew everything that was bad.
1: I thought so, but I feel like you have scripture that backs that doesn't back that up.
0: Uh, No, just theory. Um, and that's entirely plausible, and that's what I thought Well, I,
1: Okay, I changed my idea.
0: Okay, what's your so, idea? So,
1: as humans and babies, we don't know everything instantly. Right. You know? And, I mean, we, well, I don't want to say that because the Holy Spirit wasn't there yet. Um, so, I, I feel like they learned it pretty quickly, but I feel like they didn't know everything at the start.
0: Right. And just to clarify, when you said the Holy Spirit wasn't there, you know the Holy Spirit's the eternal. It just wasn't dwelling within well, Adam and Eve. Yeah, yeah, point. it was. Right, right, right. right
1: released, right. if you will.
0: Right, to right. Them. Cuz right. God
1: could choose, you know, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, 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 I follow.
1: But the people listening, yeah.
0: Um it very well could be that when they ate from the the the, the tree, they knew all bad like everything that was bad, we could say like, okay, well, God had the law written on their hearts at this point, which I would agree with. I think that, you know, after they ate, they, they inherently knew what was good and bad based off of what God had previously give, said and given them. Because we do know that there was sin before Moses' law was given. Mm-hmm. So we know that there was some level of morality that God had instilled within everybody. Um, but I do think uh, in addition to that, um, I do think that when it says that they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, I think that they had knowledge of good already because God is good. And so they knew God because God walked uh, amongst them in the garden. And we'll see that here in a second. That's um, so cool.
1: Could you imagine? I know, right? That That's what heaven's going to be like, bro. What's up, Adam?
0: <laughs> How, how's it going today? Good. <laughs> awesome, bro. Um, not that, yeah, not that I think God's going to be a surfer type dude. But anyways. <laughs> no, definitely he's a hippie. Um, oh, right. <laughs> okay. uh, peace, bro. <laughs> um <laughs> that laugh <laughs> uh anyways um so i think though that since they had knowledge of god knowledge of good i think that when they ate of the fruit the bad that they knew knowledge of specifically was that of that they had broken god's command to to not eat the fruit and so um now we can go on to in, in a minute we'll know that uh or i guess we already read it a little bit but they recognized that they were naked right and so they recognize that there's something off there. So I think that it going back to what I said about the, the law written on our hearts. Um, I think that as soon as they ate from the, the fruit, they uh, had that laws or they recognized the laws within them. So they had good and bad, but um, anyways, maybe I'm not communicating my thoughts clearly, but I think it was because when they ate it, they rec- they were able to then see bad. And because then they were able to see bad, they were then also able to see good. And so they're able to kind of good. And bad. anyways, um, just, just speaking out loud here. So, next it goes into talking about it It says that
1: this is a podcast i hope you're speaking out loud
0: right yeah no if i was thinking in my head then uh this would be a very important podcast
1: yeah that would be really weird
0: it would just be really silent and you hear only for the
1: intellectual Mm -hmm.
0: that's right who can read minds and then you just hear codus go Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's a really good point point. and then like he just goes on his own little spiel about whatever he was thinking about I'm like dude yes and i just go off of it and the next thing you know we're just thinking in our minds again and then we didn't realize that the other was thinking in their mind
1: <laughs> it's just quiet we're just like dude i agree
0: yeah and then next thing you know that the, uh, i just sit there and uh we just let the podcast go for forever because we think the other one's talking. So
1: we <laughs> giggle. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. Um, so moving on, though, to the next point. So this is where it begins to get really interesting. So in verse eight, it says that the Lord God's are walking through the garden in the cool of the day, it says. And it says the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees in the garden. So then God called to them, to the man specifically, and says, where are you? To the man specifically. Why is that? Because the two became one flesh. So he's addressing the head of the flesh, which is, uh, which is Adam. Similar to how Christ is the head of the church. uh, Man is the head of the wife, that sort of thing. And so um, when we have church issues, we go to Jesus. When we have a relationship. Anyways, never mind. I, I lost that train of thought. So husband's supposed to lead. There we go. That's the point. So. Then the lord god called to the man and said to him where are you and he said i heard the sound of you in the garden this is adam speaking i heard the sound of you god and he says but i was afraid because i was naked so i hid myself so now think about it god is all-knowing right Codis? and maybe this this would be an interesting question for you i don't know how you're going to answer this god is all-knowing so why would he ask where are you
1: he wanted to see how he would respond well Hmm. I, i guess he knew how but he wanted to see like I don't know, cause like God's obviously all knowing, so He knew what He was gonna do, but He wanted yep. to give Him the choice to be honest or not.
0: Yep, yep, for sure. Okay. Um. Well, if we're going off of that answer, then you think that by God asking Adam this question, what do you think that He was enabling Adam to sin? He allowed it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I he believe He sin.
1: fully allowed him to have that free will to re- what to. Tell God the truth or tell not the truth. Yeah. It's like, uh, like Jared, if you ever have kids, I, I know I was this kid. But they're like, Did you eat the cookie? I'm like, No. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I lied. I time. think it's just like that. Like, they allowed me to be, like, tell the mm. truth or straight up lie. Like, they knew the answer, but they were giving me the choice mm. to do that. And, like, my mom knew I was going to lie. My mom knew I was going to say no, but she still gave me that choice because that's mm. what a loving person would do. Let people, you know, don't just. <laughs> choose for them
0: i didn't like your answer initially but i like it after that that explanation yeah that's, that's good awesome. um so yes i i don't i don't think i, I like the wording of because I, I i worded the second question as if i was an atheist because trying to like trap you um because yeah and i beat it Aha, i'm learning you did good you did good i know the um, Trinity. <laughs> 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 what is it what is the trinity tell it's me all- right now
1: you ever watch Spider Man? Yes. All right. So all three of them are Spider Man. Okay. But they're all different Spider Man. What do you mean? So like Andrew Garfield, he's uh-huh. Spider Man. Tom yeah. Holland, they're Spider Man. Uh-huh. Tobey Maguire, they're Spider Man. But yeah. the thing is, they're all different Spider Man.
0: But just that, like the whole that, that means that there's the Father wait, and wait, Jesus. But that means that there's three Spider Men. That's that's that would be a polytheistic religion. Yeah, but they're religion. all Spider man Right, so that would be three Spider Men. I'm, I trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to push you. There, there's one thing you got to clarify, and it's a great analogy.
1: They're, they're all, they're all Spider Man.
0: There uh, you go, there you go.
1: That's what I okay. said
0: no, no. You said Spider Men. Men is plural. Man is singular. We have one singular God.
1: Yeah, but like okay, you that, said, that's petty. I no, no, Spider-Man bro. That
0: no, mind. that is so specific head, though.
1: I was saying Spider Man.
0: All right, but you were saying Spider Men.
1: It's the island accent,
0: bro. That is so. You got. You got to. You got to be careful with that. That's so important because if if, if it was Spider Men, we we believe in three gods, which is obviously heresy. Yeah. So you got to be careful with it. But yes, you're absolutely right. That's a fantastic analogy. Which I love <laughs> that I love that that movie came out because now we can like use that and like everybody understands it. <laughs> yeah. So. Let's, let's start preaching to everybody.
1: Everyone can understand now. Like, yeah, honestly, though, there's we a way for everyone in... to understand now.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yep. It's uh, now whenever I argue with Muslims, that's what I'm going to say. Did you ever watch Spider Man No Way Home? Because, <laughs> uh, dude, no, like for for sure, though, like that's like Muslims go to and uh, like discrediting Christianity in their minds. Um, when I talked to a lot of Muslims, when I was like, when I, I'm still reading the Quran, but I slowed down, um, but they said, like, Christianity believes in three gods. Like that's ridiculous. God is one. Uh oh, bro, it's like no, 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 no. That's not that's not how this works. Um it's actually it's it's not simple. Okay. It's simple, but it's not easy to understand. God made it simple enough for us to understand, but it's not easy for us to understand because if it were easy, everybody would understand it. So it's not easy, but it is simple. God is all simple.
1: of them, but they're not god. Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs>
0: yes uh jesus is god the holy spirit is god the father is god all of the three persons of the trinity are god how Um, did
1: we explain it when i was down there i don't even remember that
0: oh yeah i mean i can run through it real quick so uh, a human being is one being right but all of us we have our mind body and soul so yeah there we go aspects right so but that's not a perfect analogy i i think i kind of like the spider-man analogy a little bit better because um well, there's, it's kind of difficult to have a perfect analogy because God is omnipresent. And so, for example, in the human being, every aspect of our being, the the mind, body, and spirit, um, they each have their own purpose, which aids to the analogy. But they, uh, for example, the mind and the body, they don't exist by themselves. Um, they they, they—they they need – like the body – like we can't move our body so without a brain. Go Stan ahead. Lee – is God
1: and Spider-Man are the Holy Spirit?
0: No. Sp- uh-uh. Is? No. Uh-uh. no. Nope. I nope. That was wrong. That was wrong. I
1: know. I know. <laughs> I know. Stop yelling at me.
0: Uh, no, Spider-Man is the term God and then Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland, they are the Spider-Man. That's how you got to go with it. Because uh-huh. there's there's three Spider-Man.
1: But there's one Spider-Man.
0: Right. I'm sorry. There's three Spider-Men, but there's one Spider-Man. There we go. Um,
1: Batman movies. That's
0: right. (laughs) Um, Anyways, I totally lost where we're going with that. Um, Oh, right, right, right. Um, So I asked you, why would God say, where are you, Adam? And you hated my answer. No, no, no. It was actually pretty good. I liked your explanation. Um, So the reason I I asked the follow-up question and phrased it like an atheist is because Uh, And atheists could look at that and say, well, since God asked them the question, he knew how that they knew that Adam would lie to the question. So God purposely had Adam lie or God or sorry, God asked the question, knowing Adam would lie. Therefore, God caused Adam to lie, which is that's a stretch, obviously. Um, But no, that's not why God asked the question. A good example of what you gave, Codis, to kind of answer that question, that's valid. That's a very good explanation. Um, But I think this this whole conversation over the next few verses it shows that despite our sin, God wants a relationship with us. God cared enough about Adam and Eve to say because he, he wants that relationship, He said, "Where are you? Why? What are you doing, bro?" Even though He knew what was going on, He knew why we sinned. He's like, "I love you enough to still want that relationship despite your sin." So that's why I think, mm-hmm. um, and I then. Like that. Um, then we go back to Romans chapter 5 where it says that though we were so uh, while we were so sinners Christ died for us and it's just like ah it just adds to the effect of you know God obviously he cares about our sin but he he's not going to let that deter him from us because he loves us more than our sin uh, kills us since the wage of sin is death i guess you could say yeah. yeah he he loves us more than sin condemns us i can say that um because obviously his love outshines that uh, that condemnation thankfully because Jesus died on the cross but Cool so, yeah absolutely and then in verse 10 god responds uh he said I, uh wait no no sorry adam in verse 10 he says i heard the sound of you in the garden this is speaking to god and i was afraid because i was naked so i hid myself so god said who told you that you were naked So because obviously god had never told them that they were naked so how did they know what nakedness was and he says did you eat from the tree that i commanded you not to eat and this I, goes back to the analogy that you're saying go ahead
1: yeah i feel like it's a, like the father figure here like did you really like kind of not mad obviously okay not mad but disappointed no it's like that thing like mm. he, he wants to not just be did you eat from this no it's like did you really eat from this Like, it's like because obviously i feel like god can be he can be scary he, he has wrath you know But i feel like this oh, is yeah. a father and son right here you know
0: yeah. i yeah. feel
1: like he's like did you really eat from that when i told you not to
0: mm. i feel mm-hmm. like he's
1: being more calm if you know what i mean i think that's why he asked
0: well, we know God is love, and God is, and, and love is patient. So we know He's going to be patient. God is uh, so good.
1: I love God, man.
0: Right? Um, before we keep going, I do want to backtrack a little bit and go back to what we said about uh, how Satan said the half truth about. He said, "Surely you won't die." Codis, um, let me ask you a question.
1: Okay, I'll answer it.
0: Did yeah. God? This is this is an, an, what an atheist asked me. Okay. Did God lie? or they didn't ask me, they said he lied here, but this is what I'm phrasing it as. Did God lie when he said that you will die if you touch or eat from the, the, oh, the, the, heck the fruit? No,
1: because the way of sin is death. Mm. But the best thing about that is there's a way out of that death, Jared. And you know what that way is? What's that? Through God. Can I get an amen? Thank
0: amen. God. Um, so let me, let me be more specific in my question. Um, since God said that they would die if they ate from the, the, the fruit, then they did not die after they ate it. Is that a lie? And if it's not a lie, how is it not a lie?
1: Wait, say it one more time. Rephrase it.
0: So God, okay, God. told them not to eat the fruit. And if they ate the fruit, then they would die. Right? Okay. Since they did not die after they ate the fruit, did God lie? No,
1: he still did a lot. They just took it out of context. There's like a different way of dying, he means.
0: like, What do you mean?
1: So you don't physically die, but I don't want to say that your soul dies either. I don't want to say that. But it ends because, okay, well, there's one way to – there's multiple ways to look at it, I guess, in my brain right now. Mm-hmm. But sin, obviously, it's a death because one reason is murder. There you go. You're, there's death right there. But also that sin thing. Like that sin comes into your life and that sin will kill you. Mm. Like for example. I'm not saying this is everyone's case. But before I was saved. I was living in sin. I would be dead by now. Guarantee Mm -hmm. you. I would be dead right now if it wasn't for God. Right. I, I mean even if I wasn't physically dead. Mentally dead. Spiritually dead. Like I would be gone. But like. When you come to Christ, like, dude, I was talking about this today. When you come to Christ, dude, you're mm-hmm. new. Like, you got a new swag with you. Like, say, like, I, I was on fire for God day. I walked into Walmart today. I was, like, kind of bumping. I was just talking to God. Like, when you come to Christ, you you are, like, you have it. You are alive. You feel mm-hmm. great. You feel good. Like, I'm not going to say it's like that all the time. But a lot of the time when you come to Christ and you actually walk with Christ, you're going to be going, dude. Like, you're mm-hmm. alive. You're feeling great. You're feeling good. But I'm telling you, when I don't have Christ in my life, when I'm not walking with Christ, when I'm kind of far from Christ, I feel dead. Mm. You know? Like, I I, th- I was telling someone about this the other day. It was my buddy Tyler. I was like, dude, I feel like life is meaningless. I, I feel like I'm just repeating life over and over. I feel oh, dead. I <laughs> yeah. felt terrible, dude.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when I came back to Christ, man, I was bumping. Grooving.
0: Mm.
1: I don't know if that answers your question at all.
0: Um, Not really. Mm-hmm. Yes, but also no. Um, it, I, I was thinking in, in terms of if, I, if, I was, if, I, if I'm an atheist, that doesn't answer the question, but I know what you're trying to say, and that definitely does answer the question. Um, so, when God said, if you eat this, you'll die, uh, we could say uh, the argument that I used to have is, and majority of people will hold this. And it's not wrong. Uh, They'll say, "Okay, well, they ate it. They just didn't die instantly, but they did die physically later in life." Because, of course, this was perfection in the garden, and so they we we can theorize that they weren't going to die up until this point, right? Um, Oh, yeah, good point. Right, Uh, and that's what I
1: think. I knew that too. I just got mm -hmm. a different thing in my head at the moment.
0: Well, actually, what you were saying is going towards what I personally hold on to now. Um, So hear me out. Um, and we talked about this when you were down here a little bit. Um, but 99% of people think that it was, it's a future physical death. Like when they ate, it enabled them to die, which again, isn't wrong. Um, yeah, I, I, I think though it's a spiritual death. Um, I think that when they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, um, that made themselves unclean. And so of course we know what that means in terms of sin and if we die unclean, then, uh, we, we don't, you know, atone for our sins in some way, form or fashion, then that means that we die a sinner and we go to hell. Um, and so, uh, what I, what you and I, Kodis were talking about, this was like two months ago back when you came down here for passion. Um, I asked everybody, it was you, Haley, Luke, my wife and me, we were all in the car mm. and I, I said, do y'all think that Adam and Eve went to heaven? And of Damn. course, all of you said like, "Yes, yes, of course." You know. Well, I
1: don't. Was I, yeah, I don't know what I said. I said like, "I don't know."
0: You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were in a, in a weird funk that night, but yeah. Yeah, that was. Dude, <laughs> um, that. Spiritual warfare happening. That um. So oh, my dog's trying to leave. Okay, hold on. What you trying to do, girl?
1: Roar! I'll distract everyone. No, <laughs> so, guys. You know yeah, one, we're good. Jared, you know what's really cool? These people obviously realized that they were naked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not good to be naked nowadays. So, you know what's a great way to cover up your <laughs> naked body? A t-shirt with the Yolk Christian Podcast t-shirt. That's right. It's a great way to share the word of God, you know? It's an amazing way to share the word of God. So, if you're in the market for inexpensive shirts that are Christian and that are as low as $15. That's
0: right. Take out the Yolk Christian Podcast. And if you act now, you can get it for $14.99. You heard me right. If you act now, it's for $14.99. But wait, there's more. If you use the coupon, more? if you use the coupon code the way that is T H E W A Y, no spaces, the way with a capital T and a capital W, capital 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 W. There we go. The way you get ten percent off. So yes, go for you it. do. Um, anyways, I, I loved that. That was a TV ad right there. Um, yeah. So I asked. Oh wait, that.
1: there's more. No, oh, kidding. what is it?
0: <laughs> You think um, you're on the next commercial and then it goes back to that commercial. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um but <laughs> now back to the to the 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 program. The there we stuff. go. Yes. There we go. Um PBS so, with viewers like you. That's right. Let's let's go. <laughs> um so I think it's talking about a spiritual death. Um because yeah, of course this is when the um our our fleshly nature is really given to us. Um, And so because of the sins of Adam, all of us are living in a fallen world, right? And so how is that possible? If it was a physical death, then that means that his sin would have only applied to Adam and and of course Eve. Um, But if it were a spiritual death, then that means that it would be passed on and it would be um, something that would apply to everybody's spirits because a physical sin can only apply physically. But a spiritual sin... Um, can apply spiritually. And so um, all of our spirits aren't connected physically. They're connected spiritually. So in my mind, it would make sense for this to be a spiritual death. Now, this is where my theory, because I, I don't know where I lie on this. It was just an interesting question for the night in regards to, do we think that Adam and Eve went to heaven or hell? Um, and I think I don't think so. Uh, and what? I could, yeah. I, uh, and that's what I talked about that night. Um, so here's here's my my evidence, and this is just uh, – most people are going to listen to this and be like, all right, this dude is whack. I'm not listening to a single other episode of the podcast. You can
1: listen to me, um, though, on the podcast.
0: That's right. Um, That's fine. Like like I'm I said, <laughs> if y'all ever have any questions or, like, you hear this and you're like, all right, I got to ask some more questions about it, um, Instagram us or DM us on Instagram. Um, But here's my thoughts about why I think it was a spiritual death and why I don't think Adam and Eve went to heaven. So <clears> – <throat> Uh, first piece of evidence is this. I mean, it's not, it's not the best piece of evidence. The last one's gonna be the best piece of evidence. So this first piece of evidence is in Romans, Paul says that the father of our faith is Abraham. Okay. So wait, Jared, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I mean, that's what it says, but what are you getting at? So what I'm getting at is why is Adam not the father of our faith? If he were indeed saved through faith. Um, because even in the Old Testament, people were saved by their faith. Um, that's what, uh, that's what uh, Hebrews chapter 11 says, and that is also what Paul says. It's either Romans chapter 4 or Romans chapter 5. He says, I think it's 4, um, he says that it was because of Abraham's faith that he was saved. Um, and so then also in James chapter 2, it talks about uh, Abraham's faith and how uh, he had works afterwards. And so um, faith is what saved us. There is without a doubt, faith or is by grace through faith, of course, according to Ephesians chapter 2. And so, if Abraham is the father of faith, why is he the father and not Adam, if Adam was indeed saved? Okay, that's just a a question that I ask myself. Um, And now keep that in mind when I present the secondary evidence. So, Satan was in paradise, uh, similar to how Adam was in paradise in the garden, right? But Satan was in heaven in paradise. And Satan sucks. And so, in that though, Satan. While being in paradise, with his free will, chose to rebel against God. Um, he chose to go against what God had commanded, and, you know, he allowed his pride to take over, that sort of thing. Similar to, to Adam and Eve, because they wanted that wisdom, right? Um, and they abused their free will like Satan did. Now, Satan, he was in perfection. He was in paradise. He messed up one time and was cast out of Satan forever. So, let me ask you this. Is it any different for Adam, having been in paradise using the exact same thing or doing the exact same thing that Satan did, abusing his free will, wanting to be more wise, sinning against God in the midst of perfection. Do you think that based off of the comparison to Satan, that Adam could receive paradise or go back to paradise, having been uh, sinful despite living in perfection?
1: So it was... then technically, I don't know. That's that's a tough one, dude. Because, like, they raised... Well, not, not all the kids were godly, obviously. Mm-hmm. Pain. But right. they still raised godly kids. Right. So, like, was that pointless for them? Like... What do you mean? If they weren't going to get to heaven, I feel like... Like... Oh, man.
0: Now, here's the thing. And I'm, I'm thinking out loud here, and I, I guess I'm, I'm probably retracting my statement because I'm thinking more and more about it as I speak, um, retracting my statement about them being in hell, possibly. Um, so the difference, though, between Satan and Adam is, of course, that Adam is human. And we know that everything God does, according to the Bible, is because of his love for humanity. So God has a favor, you could say, towards humanity over that of angels. Um, and I guess a proof of that would be that after the great white throne judgment, uh, humanity will judge the angels. Um, so in a sense, we'll be higher ranking in ranking than angels. Um, so my thought is, what if, because we are saved by faith, what, is a- what if after they sinned, they repented through their actions, not physically necessarily, or not like through words, they repented, but they, uh, what if they, through their obedience to what God commanded, um, they, 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 they fell in, in Genesis Ooh, chapter three. Go one
1: ahead. Sec. Uh, there's, there's a little thing, I guess this is for the next chapter, but I'm still going to read it. Mm-hmm. So God had promised that one of Eve's descendants would put an end to sin and death. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cain was mm-hmm. not that descendant. He was sinful like his parents, right. Adam and Eve. So people kept, living and trusting God. So God still made promises to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But so like, well, know. that's,
0: that's, that's in this chapter, the promise. And we'll go over that in a minute. Um,
1: man, this is tough, man. <laughs> this is awesome. I like deep theology
0: though. Yeah. It's a thought experiment. This is something that like, I, I just thought of. Yeah. Not, not that anybody brought it up to me, but I want to hear um, you guys'
1: theories. People that listen to this, message us. I want to hear your theories.
0: Yeah. Get, let us know your thoughts. Um, so, since since God seems to have a favor over humanity, it is possible that, that through Adam's obedience to his previous commands from God, that we could view that as an act of faith and also as of repentance by turning back to God despite his sin. So in that, could very well be saved. Um, now, there's a, a chapter, I think it's Romans. Um, I could be wrong. But it talks about how through Adam, we have uh, we've died. And then because of Christ, we may now live. So it describes Christ as like the second Adam. Um, so anyways, I could use that as evidence against Adam being in, in heaven because he brought death, you know, but anyways, um, which, what, what, I mean, here's the thing is like, we'll never know, you know, until, in, until we get up there ourselves. And then and the same goes for like Judas, you know, like there's a case for both sides. Uh, Judas now, <laughs> yes. Um like I, I I actually think the opposite. I think that Judas went to heaven, but we talked about that previously. Um so you know it's it's uh it's interesting. We'll never know. Um which if you're interested in that, go listen to I think it's the Matt go listen to the Matthew nineteen and twenty, uh both those podcasts. Because I talk about it mainly in the nineteen chapter or the nineteen uh Matthew nineteen podcast, but then I talk a little bit a little bit more in the Matthew twenty. Um but anyways. Or uh, if y'all ever want us to make another episode on that, I'd be happy to because that's I love, I love talking about that theory. Um, just because it's different. Nobody ever thinks that Judas went to heaven, but I do. Um, so anyways, going back to Genesis chapter 3 here, um, got a little a little sidetracked there. But yeah, so I believe that when God asks, where are you, he's establishing that relationship despite their sin. Um, and so <clears throat> then uh, Adam then places blame – or sorry, back up a little bit more – God says, did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And so the man said, Adam says, he says, the woman that you gave me, she's the one that made me eat from the, the fruit of the tree. And so then God turned to, to Eve and says, why is it that you've done this? And so then, <laughs> then Eve places the blame on on the devil, the serpent, the Satan. Um, and um, quick, and just just
1: real, real thing here, this is a joke and we might get canceled. But, uh, hey, hey, Jared, you know why women can't decide where they want to eat? <sighs> Because last time they did, it answered sin in the world.
0: All right. (laughs) We have a laugh track. (laughs) Because I ain't Uh, laughing. I ain't laughing. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) He says, Why is it that you've done this? And the woman said, The certain, or sorry, the the certain, the serpent, the Satan, deceived me and I ate.
1: Oh, uh, one, one thing too. So, well, I don't think it talks about this. Um, uh, anyway, I, you know, no, it doesn't. Okay. So have you heard of the theory that snakes like the serpent? Mm. Might have legs,
0: mm-hmm. I have heard but that
1: God punished them because of Satan. So now snakes slither everywhere.
0: Yeah. But, that's, that's, that's what this, uh, this next few verses oh, talks about. Sorry. No, no, you're good. No, you're, you're, you're right on it. I mean, Satan just curses, uh, the devil. He says, "Because you've done this, cursed, you are more than live than all the other livestock." He says, "You're going to be cursed more than any animal of the field. Your belly, oh, sorry, on your belly, you shall go." Which it's means right there,
1: yeah, right. In front yeah, of
0: you. Um, and then and dust you shall eat because he's slithering on his belly all the days of your life, and I will make enemies of you. And okay, so before we keep going, describe what you're talking about now.
1: So yeah, snakes used to have legs. They might have been like a big iguana, you know, mm. but Satan screwed that up, and now they all slither on their bellies.
0: Yeah, so what you're talking about um, – I, I had to look up the study, but there's a study that showed that snakes carry the DNA for legs, yet they have none. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. hmm And it's interesting, and the Bible I'm would explain why. You,
1: mm-hmm. Like if you actually want to find proof of God, mm. it's out there. Like yep. you have to have an open mind. Like, it's literally out there everywhere. Yep.
0: yep. And, you, and know, uh, you
1: know what's a good place to kind of check that out? Where's that? A book called Drawing <sighs> Near. That's coming out soon. Wow! Bye, Jared Montana.
0: <laughs> man, that was a perfect plug.
1: I know, right? I didn't even yeah. learn
0: that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, this chapter literally, um, it was, too. it was, it was the the bane of my existence there for a while because I, I was just so thorough with like sources and stuff. And uh, man, if 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 this if this chapter isn't enough evidence, then according to Romans chapter one, like you're just hardening your heart, like. It's so much evidence for the existence of God that if you read it and you look at it and you say that there still is no God, then you're what I would just call a reprobate. And I would just be like, all right, I'm done, you know, Um, because this literally shows uh, historical evidence of the Bible. It shows archaeological evidence of the Bible. It shows philosophical evidence, logical evidence, mathematical evidence and scientific evidence all for the existence of God. And it's all in this one chapter in the book of uh, Drawing Near, which I should be done this week, um, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've only got I've got four more chapters, bro. That's it. That, yeah.
1: That's wack. and
0: and these chapters are super easy. Like, yeah. Like, I, 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 if I was speaking them, I could be done in thirty minutes. But of course, I'm writing them. So, um, yeah. Super stoked. Super stoked. But I don't know. I guess he, what I'm going to try to do is I'm probably going to try to get it published by somebody, like get it like a publisher or something. And then if I can't do that, which realistically I probably won't be able to, because apparently it's super difficult. Um, I'll just self-publish, and I just—no, that's right, that's facts, dude. I was writing one chapter, and I, I think I told you this. I texted you. Um, it's it's the chapter of why does evil exist? Because I answer that question, um, in this book as well. Which it's not a theology book at at, at all. It's literally a book for uh new and or backsliding Christians, <clears throat> and I, when I say new, somebody that uh doesn't really know much about the Bible is, is really, and that, that could be somebody that's claimed to be a Christian for thirty years. Or could be somebody that's just started today, you know. Um, so yeah. if if you want to know like what, you know, basically the the, the foundations of what we should believe, um, in an interesting, fun way—not fun way, but like in an interesting way. Like I've had a bunch of people read it, and every single one of them say it's an easy read. Um, it's not like difficult. Like I'm not using big theology terms because I don't know big theology terms. Um,
1: you guys trouble spelling half the words. Just putting
0: I, I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, spe- like spelling the word "fun." F, uh, O, I- U, um, N. I
1: thought
0: it was uh, high. Oh, fin. Ah. Anyways, so uh, oh,
1: super That's right.
0: Uh, but no, it really though. I. Uh, it's been really cool because when I was writing that chapter about why does evil exist, um, I I had what I wanted to say, and then I finished what I was going to put in the chapter, and I was like, God. I feel like there's something you want me to add. I said, "Show me," and I opened awesome. up. Yeah, and and he led me to the the book of Habakkuk of all books, and I Habakkuk.
1: I thought it was Gook.
0: Habukagook that works too, man. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, ha, saying Habakkuk is just easier, but saying yeah, it's probably something close to Habukagook for all I know. Um Habukagook. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and that, and the, the premise of that book is to answer the question, God, why do bad things happen? And so I loved it. And God, the God opened my eyes to it and, um, helped me understand the entire book in a new way that I never understood before. Cause I read it before, um, but didn't really quite understand it, but I understood it this time and it is found in that chapter. And let me tell you, my, I let my mom read it and she said it caused her to cry. And like, I cried while I was reading it. Like it was, it's it was that, no dude, that, that spirit field. Um, super neat super neat um, you'll have to read it one day but uh, so anyways good plug good job with the plug I got you so then he goes on to say after he, uh, he well, the first half of the cursing of the snake he then goes on to add he says and I will make enemies of you and the woman and of your offspring and her descendant he shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel so mm. my wife, the other day, she was reading this, this chapter. She was going through Genesis, and this was like a month or two ago. And I think I told you about this. Um, but uh, she brought this up and said, you know what? He is. This is a prophecy of Jesus. and Because Jesus, mm. Jesus is the offspring of Eve, of course. And so he says, her offspring will bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. So what does that mean? Well, a headshot's lethal, right? So, Jesus, by uh, manifesting himself in the flesh, God manifesting himself in the flesh, Jesus Christ, um, he enabled himself to die on the cross and uh, resurrect from the grave. In doing so, it killed all possibility of Satan's plan prevailing. So, in that sense, nice. Je- Jesus Christ gave the headshot on Satan. Uh, he delivered the headshot. And then it says, You shall, that. you shall bruise him on the heel. Think about it. Where was Jesus nailed to the cross at? Ooh. Not not necessarily his heel, but like his hands yeah, and yeah, feet, yeah. right? And so, um, just like a snake would bite a human's foot, typically, like typically when you have a snake bite, unless you're trying to like play with it, it's on like your foot. Um, and so, you shall bruise him on the heel. In other words, it's not fatal. In other words, um, you'll you might you might strike him once you you're going to knock him dead. But I tell you what, he's gonna knock. He's gonna give you a headshot. You know, so. Satan attacks the heel, doesn't kill Jesus, but uh, Jesus is going to knock out Satan. Mm-hmm. So uh, really cool prophecy there. And I wish Jenna was on the podcast to explain it better because she could do it better than I Get can. Get her on here.
1: Uh,
0: she's busy right now, but she's actually uh, leading a Bible study. So, oh, um, <laughs>
1: important.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, then – uh, FYI, five ahead.
1: minutes until we have to start a new recording.
0: Oh, geez. Nice. Okay. And so to the woman he said, and I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. And so essentially that's the pain, uh, that's the curse there, is that childbirth is more difficult. Um you get? I'm kidding. And then it says that your husband shall rule over you. So this is part but, of the reason
1: why you know, don't 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 read that and be like, huh?
0: No. It's, well, it's not controlling. Yeah, it's it's yeah. simply just that he's gonna be the leader of the household. Yeah. Um, instead of you and then to Adam he says because you've listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you saying you shall not eat from it he said curse is the ground before you long story short he's saying you're going to have to work for your, your fruits now he's like you're going to have to work the soil you're going to have to do all this he said it's not going to be easy um, and he says because, uh, because from the ground you were taken uh, you will return yeah. to it so for you I were, like off, were made like of it. dust to dust you shall return and so essentially here he's saying you will die um, so this goes, this adds to the, the belief before that we talked about how they weren't going to die up until this point. This, this, this confirms it. They were not going to die until they sinned um, physically. And of course, we talked about spiritually as well, but this confirms f- physically. And then it says, now the man named his wife Eve, yada, yada, because she is the mother of all living. And uh, then God, uh, because of course He wants that relationship, He made uh, garments of skin. In other words, He made clothing for Adam and his wife, and He clothed them because He loved them enough to do that, despite their sin. Just adds to the character of God. And so then, the God said, uh, "Behold, the man has become like one of us." Okay, one of us. Interesting how He says that. Who is one aspect of the Trinity, Codus? That is man. That is man. What'd
1: you say? Wait. Who is one?
0: Yes, Jesus is one aspect of the Trinity that is man. And so he says, behold, man has become like one of us. I believe it's talking about Jesus. He says, knowing good and evil, and now he might reach out with his hand and take fruit also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So we have to remember that, man, I wanted to ask another question, but I'm trying to wrap this up. Um, There's two trees. There's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's the tree that they ate from. And then there's the tree of life. So then uh, to wrap up the chapter, God sends a cherubim angel to guard the tree of life because the tree of life, if the humans ate from the tree of life then they would live forever in their sin which is interesting so god keeps them he loves them enough to not let them do that because if they were to live forever in their sin it's a classic vampire story vampires hate living for Fair. forever right because no like like for real though because they they live for so long and they're like they get, get sick and tired of it um anyways bad example but my point is this god blocked off the tree of life so that they couldn't live forever in their sin because he loved them enough to show them mercy to let them die so that because he knew that there was a plan for Jesus to save them. And so he wants us to be saved. So he did not want them to get a hold of the tree of life and eat that fruit because he truly loved them and wanted to show them mercy. So that's really the gist of it. Um, quick question, CODIS, and we'll wrap it up. Um, what do you think the purpose of the tree of life is if, if, uh, if they were never going to eat of it after the fall?
1: Like, like, what was the purpose? Like, what?
0: what? Uh, why would God put the tree of life there?
1: Oh, free will.
0: Free will. And that's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's why he put that tree there. What about the tree of life? What's that? That's what I just talked about. The There's two trees, one that they ate of, and that's what made them fall and sin. And then afterwards, there's the tree of life that allowed them to live uh, forever after they sinned if they ate of their fruit. So he blocked off the tree of life. So why would God put the tree of life there? Um, I don't know. Okay, I'll answer. So here's what I think. I think that God allowed for the tree of life. And I have to answer in a minute. I think God allowed for the tree of life because, uh, there's a, a verse elsewhere in the Bible that says that God has placed eternity on our hearts. And I think the, the eternity on our hearts began from Adam and Eve seeking eternity. Um, right. Because they have now experienced death to a degree. They've experienced sin. And so they have a longing for life. And so they have this tree of life. So it's the physical embodiment of what eternal life looks like for them, something that they want to achieve. And so I think that that, uh, that instillment of eternity was placed in us through the tree of life in Adam and Eve. Now, how that correlates to today is Jesus became our modern-day tree of life. Jesus is the way uh, that we can be saved. It is our what we look at to. Uh, for eternal salvation, for eternal life, and so what in the Old Testament, what they had, or really specifically just Adam and Eve, they had the tree of life to look forward to for the eternity within their hearts. Now you and I, Codis, we have Jesus Christ to play uh, for eternity in our hearts. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you recognize <laughs> that, um that <laughs> now if you've listened to this podcast and you recognize that you experience, you want to experience the love of God, you want that relationship with with God, then Codis has a prayer for you.
1: Uh we're not gonna have time.
0: <clears throat> uh we're just to Jesus. Amen. one second.
1: <laughs> oh, oh!
0: It's still going. It's still going. Oh, oh! Nice. It I usually thought it stopped at. I it, thought it
1: stopped at sixty seconds.
0: It usually does.
1: Well, anyways, uh, all right, let's let's retract God, that. Uh, <laughs> thank, you, th- uh, thank you for uh, one second. Let me let me look it up. I don't remember right off the top of my head. I don't want to don't want right. to no.
0: Well, th- there's no specific words. It's well, not.
1: I, I, I know that. I just like a, a list. So, dear Lord, well, thank yeah. for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and come into my life. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, um, well, we kind of rushed that guys because we thought we only had an hour but it's still going.
0: Yeah, so anyways, got
1: fast at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm kind of like speechless because I, I, I was prepared for to end at the minute I, or sorry I an hour. Too. Yeah. Um anyways, thank you all for listening. Go check out the, the website. If you're listening to the website and you wanna you know, go listen or check out to see if the book is there. Yeah. Um I'll post it on the website as soon as it's for sale. Um may or may not put a free PDF up. I'm still debating on that. Um I want to, no. but well, Coda says no. So um but uh, check it out. Ask us questions. Uh please ha- you know, if you want to have community with us fellowship, then feel free to find our Discord, uh, L P C Ministries. Uh, you can <laughs> find the link for that in our Instagram or TikTok. Um, it's just, you know, a a community with Christians. There's about 150 or so of us in there. Um, it's pretty neat. So anyways, uh, with all that being said, I hope you learned a lot. Um, this chapter has spoke to me several times. Um, but just want to let you know that I love you. Codis loves you. And most importantly, God loves you. So he was willing, he thought that you were to die for actually. So live life to a degree, Sorry, I totally got that wrong. Christ thought that you were to die for, so it's the very least that you can do to live for him. So go do that. Go live for Christ. Um, And with that being said, Godspeed.